0: Hi and welcome to the Mikdash Within. This is Saratova Best. Today is, well, 10th of Av, but officially Tishabov or the 10th of Av when we fast. And this is actually going to be the last of the series, but I think it's going to morph into, segue into a weekly series based on the Parsha rather than based on a halacha in the base of HaMikdash, um, the Parsha and Struggling Youth. So stay tuned, please. Um, okay. I've been reading an unbelievable book. And it's called God is in My Backpack by Binyamin Tani. And the essence of the book is the following. And the reason I want to backtrack for a second. The reason I want to bring out the book is because I want to bring out this little Nakuda about Tishabav. Tishabav is an oxymoron, Tishabav is this dual reality. When the enemy got into the Kaidoshapatashim, unfortunately, and they saw They saw what they saw, and we know that they should have by rights seen the destruction in Yerushalayim and seen what felt like incredible anger of Hashem, hatred of Hashem even. It felt like Hashem hates us, God forbid, and therefore we could have imagined that if someone could see into the Kodesh Kadeshim, they would see that the Kruvim, which were the embodiment of us and Hashem, would be in two different places in the room in the Kodesh Kadeshim. And of course, surprise of surprise, what they saw was that the Kruvin were not only facing each other, which was a sign that Hashem loved us, but they were embracing, which showed a real unity, a real intimacy between Hashem and us. Very perplexing. Which really shows us that what you see is not what you can really necessarily understand. That Hashem was showing us externally what seemed to be a lot of anger, and internally, a lot of love. Okay. Okay. So being that that's the essence of today, let's keep that in mind when I tell you about this book and the little details of the basin and our struggling youth. So this book is about a really great guy, benjamin tani who was, had smicha, worked as a rabbi and did all these things and was always explaining and teaching people about Tyre and you name it. And he decided that he you a know, very adventurous guy, climbing mountains and jungles and all these things and he decided that he needed to take a five-year break where it wasn't recognized that he was jewish and he would just travel climb all the mountains go through all the jungles go through all the rivers adventures you know dive dive go scuba diving with the sharks and all that all that stuff and really just have time to think who is he and what is he and the whole i only read half the book so far it's fascinating but the, the point of it was he kept all the mitzvahs along the way. He was very careful, and he would meet all kinds of people, and they would say, well, why can't you just eat lobster with us? And he would, you know, and he would have to explain. And he really kept all the mitzvahs very carefully. But he needed the time off the break to just pull it all together. Now, we didn't need a break in our generation, and our bubbas and zedas, they didn't need a break why does this generation need a break? What's this all about? Can't you figure out who you are just by doing it straight? What do you need a break for? Okay, so now let's take a break for a second and look at the Beis HaMegdash. When we would go into the Azara, through the women's gate, up the steps of the gates of Nicanor, into the Ezra Israel, the Israelites' court, to the right and to the left were a lot of small chambers. To the right... Among all the chambers was one called the chamber of the Parhedrin. What was this used for, this small room? It was a home for the Kayan Gadol throughout the seven days before Yom Kippur when he prepared himself for the Avaida of Yom Kippur. Okay, that's the detail in the base of English. Essentially he needed to pull out of every of the way he was always doing things of his regular, very holy life and do something different be in a different environment now of course we know there were many reasons he had to be very careful not to face anything that could upset his his pure status etc but we understand besides that clearly there was a need for a hectic for an interruption not just come from the house you know you're at home and you're talking to the kids and you know you're eating you're having uh, you know little, uh, whatever, beef stew two days before and all that. And then you just, you know, pack your bags and you go to the base of Migdash and you do your avita and the Kaddish Shippadashin. No, it needed a week break. Like the Hassan and Kala, a week that they don't see each other, the break. A break, stop. The break didn't, the break was not for a bad reason. It It was for a very positive reason. To go to the next level, there's the need for a break. A holy break. And a break to go to a holier, a holier status. After all, he wasn't just going to be the Kayan Gadol. He was going to be the Kayan goggle going into the Kaidosh Anyam on Yom Kippur. That's way higher than the whole year. So what does that have to do with our struggling youth? And I have to say a giant Lahavdil. Because you can't compare being in the chamber of the Parhedon to going to Guatemala for five years or traveling around the world to figure out who you are. I am not going to compare it, and it isn't a comparison. One is pure Kedusha, as deemed by the Tyra says, the Kain Godel had to be separated away in this place. And the other one is a decision of a, you know, a young man, I need to pull my head together and figure out who I am to become a deeper, more authentic Jew. So there's no question. We have to say Le But the energy of that, that Jewish energy is a uniquely, a very, very Jewish energy. The feeling that a Jew gets when he comes to a certain point and he's reached sort of his peak of what he can accomplish in his status. And especially for a young man a young man will spend his first 10 years at least doing what he's told to do in yeshiva. And he doesn't know whether it's his Yiddishkeit or his parents' Yiddishkeit or his Rebbe's Yiddishkeit, his principal's Yiddishkeit, because if you don't do it, you, you get a knas. So am I being an authentic Jew? I don't know. I'm just being a good kid who doesn't want to be kicked out of school or have to pay more money to get back into school. So how would I know if I were such a young man, how would I know what my Judaism means to me? I never got to test it. My Judaism is all about, I want to save myself another $100 cost. So I'm just going to do what I'm told to do. And I never get to really reach out to Hashem and say, I don't know what our relationship is. It's what I was told I'd better do or else. You know, the Ines, I was forced to do it. And so we can see that it's a Jewish instinct to say, I need a break from the way I've done it until now to really see who I am and hopefully have a much deeper, more authentic relationship with Hashem. Way more authentic and deeper. So in this case, Binyamin went traveling. Now, most of us would get scared and say, Oh, give do you realize who you're going to meet and what's going to happen, and you won't keep this anymore, and you won't keep kosher, anymore, and you won't do that, and all that stuff, because we essentially don't trust that their pintle yid, the Jewish spark in them, is strong enough to make them come out the, at the other end of the journey a stronger Jew. We think it's going to weaken them which means we don't believe in the chinook that we gave them. We don't somehow believe that the chinook that we gave them is so powerful and so authentic, and that they saw in us such authentic commitment to Judaism and to Hashem and Taira, that it will sustain them when they're doing their exploration. In our mind, the exploration will do nothing other than disconnect them from Hashem. That's how... That's how much confidence we have in ourselves and our own authenticity and our own ability to transmit a deep, authentic love of Hashem. So much for us. But the kids of this generation, even though sometimes they're not doing stuff that is too good, they know something their neshamas know something that we don't. They really experience, they really feel, they really feel, safe. I know who I always have been, and I know who I will, will be, but I can't be cookie-cutter copy of my parents. I have to be my own Jew, real, authentic, not because I'm going to get a punishment. And so this young man decided, I need to be in a place where there's nobody watching. And if I stop eating this or stop doing that or don't put on film one day. And in fact, he says it in the book. He said, I'm in a place where nobody in Guatemala will notice me. They don't even see me. They don't care. Nobody's saying, why aren't you putting on film? There's nobody here. Nobody. No Jew. Nothing. And that's where he felt he experienced Hashem. You, you are with me. You and I are together. This is real. I never could have known if it was real when I was in yeshiva because of the Kanas thing. You know, I'll get a punishment if I don't do it. And someone will erupt in tears. And that's where he really came to experience authentic Judaism from a very deep, real place. So... I'll end with this bracha. When we face these things and we get really scared and, it, and sometimes it looks a lot scarier than just a trip to Guatemala. What if we decide to believe Hashem? And this is not easy. That apotishechate yisraelhu that says, say, no matter what he is, no matter how far down he goes, God forbid, he's a Jew and he will always remain a Jew. And that in the end, we will see that he is light, pure light, just trying very hard in the craziest way to come to an authentic relationship with Hashem that comes from him, deep within him, and not from deep within his yeshiva system that's forcing him. What if we believe that? What if we decide for one week to just go on that premise, and look at those youth through that lens and see what happens. See what happens for us and see what happens for them. Again, it's not easy, but the rewards are magnificent. So on this very holy day of Tisha B'Av, which looks like Hashem surely did hate us. Hashem really did go to the depths of Anger towards us, Hashem was saying, in the Kruvin, through the Kruvin, they'll be fooled by what you see. There's a deep love there, intense love, that I, Hashem, have for you. They'll be fooled by the way I act. Trust what I'm telling you rather than how I'm acting. And so we, parents, want to take the same thing and say, let's not be fooled by how our youth are acting. Let's know there's an intensely deep love there for Hashem. And that's why this generation will be the ones to ultimately be the leaders. Please God, starting this Tisha to lead the world to the Gula Mitesh Vashlema. May it be immediately now. Um, As of tomorrow, please contact me. You have to wait till tomorrow. Please contact for technical reasons, contact me at 347-762-7708. 347-762-7708. Thanks so much.